You're listening to High Radio with Miss Amber. They don't like allow you to go to university. Exactly. So your path to university is really long, and people uh, tend to think like you're the sort of pre- uh, person that will never go into like a good like a university. Yeah. Um, I don't blame people like that. I know, like coming up, like starting up uh, at a young age, I was somewhat a bit difficult. And, um, you rebelled? I rebelled a lot. <laughs> you know, oh, so no. I, That's what they say. No, <laughs> we are collaborating. <laughs> so I didn't really like um, put much effort into my school. All right. You know, and didn't try my hardest. It didn't mean that I wasn't smart enough. I just wasn't putting in uh, as much work as all the other, uh, all my other peers were doing. So I, I started off with um, Fembio Garden. Mm-hmm. And um, well, being in the classroom, I always knew that I had some potential and that I could have, like, you know, improved myself. So, you know, when it come, when it came to exams and stuff, I already, I always did my best, and the teacher saw that in me. Mm-hmm. So, um, going to my second year, they allowed me to do Fembio Theoretis, mm-hmm. and of that, you know, I, I just did my best. I was still rebelling. And, uh, in the meantime. So in the meantime. So <laughs> I completed the four years and yeah. then went to uh, the lower vocational education. Uh, they call it uh, the middle bar groups on the rise. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the MEO. Mm-hmm. And being there, it was still rebellious. You know, you come from an environment where school doesn't seem like a priority. You know, you're led mm-hmm. by uh, fashion and all of that. Uh, hence, we're going to talk about the finance Yeah, part. yeah. So um, I did the MBO, and then there some people, or let me say teachers, saw that I got, uh, like, real potential to even mm-hmm. go further. So, okay. you know, finishing the MBO, I went to the HBO, and there I was doing well, uh, good as well. So yeah. after that, I went to university where I completed my Master of Science in Accounting. Mm-hmm. And currently, almost finished my postmaster in uh, accounting and control. Accounting and control, yay! Yeah. And we, what are like the the uh, educational direction that you opt for before um, doing your masters? Before was it also something financial or? Well, it was more like an intra- entrepreneurship. So I was, I always wanted to have my own business. You know, oh yeah but you don't have to go to school to have your own business no. that's always my you of course there will be some sort of limit of like you need some knowledge of how a business works yeah but i would say you don't really need to go to school to school to mm-hmm. um, have or to make the steps to create your own business yeah so um i started with that part that makes sense yeah always kept me like you know it motivated me it like tricked me to you know mm-hmm. get into it yeah so, from the beginning i wasn't really into it a lot mm-hmm. but then the feeling to solve that mm-hmm. part that makes sense that's yeah what really triggered me and you know made me continue my work as an uh, accountant or all right so now that you because i know that you um you work as a let me make sure i have your title a senior associate at the audit and assurance department that's right (laughs) what does that even mean tell me basically when you start at uh, any type of firm Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be uh, an accounting firm it can be a law firm you start Mm -hmm. there as an associate Okay. And then you remain associate for a couple of years. Can be one. It uh, can be two, three years. Mm-hmm. And then 
afterwards if you do well you get promote promoted to a senior and then you stay senior for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then you get promoted to like a manager and then you stay manager for a couple of years you get promoted to senior manager director and then eventually if you do really well you become a partner yeah so i'm just 26 right now mm-hmm. and i think i'm a senior right now so i'm mm-hmm. well on the way of you know getting there uh, in the field in the business you know and making a good career for myself so like as the function is, what does that mean? Like, what does your day-to-day job look like? Oh, it's a whole mix of things. Like, um, let's get two strings, uh, two things like straight. So I'm an auditor. That's different than a normal accountant that we know here. When you say yeah. accountant, people think um, like uh, there's a back, there's a back office and there's a front office. Mm-hmm. You know, so some people are uh, responsible for, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like making a set of financial statements, uh, preparing a set of financial statements. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that audits uh, the work that they've done, you know, to make oh, sure okay. it seems like it's accurate, it's completely yeah. put together. Yeah. So that's my work, what I'm doing. Okay, so it's it's basically, if I am to um, describe it in my own words, you kind of backtrack financial records? Exactly. Uh, okay. And see if it makes sense, if it's right, you know. Yeah. So you do that to uh, you do that for such a major company because I assume Price Coopers is like known all over the world and things. Um, why would they hire you if, uh, let's say, why isn't like a financial or an accountant enough? Uh, why why is your uh, function so important? Well, it's important because um, let's say the recession that happened, you know, it's actually due to companies that weren't be that uh, they weren't being audited like good enough you mm-hmm. know and let's say if people a lot of people invest yeah uh, money in companies and it ends up you know like um, um going like under yeah then a lot of money disappears you know people go broke you know yeah people lose their jobs and stuff yeah and it ends up bringing a recession so i yeah. think you know uh, being an auditor is really a big and important job to society yeah. mm-hmm yeah. Okay, so that means like you have a lot of responsibility, basically. Uh, Doesn't that make your job a bit rough? It makes it rough, like... Um, Download it if you're on Spotify. Check that album out because it is good. Before that, we were listening to Tenny with her record called Case. And um, we are still chatting to uh, our special guest. In the meantime, I just want to show some love to people who are sliding on the comment box on Facebook and sharing some love. Uh, Taiko, Taiko Awula Teria is saying, I'm watching live from Spain. I feel very special. Somebody from Spain is listening. Uh, and also William Jesse, who's saying, that's my boy. Proud of you. Who's that? Is that brother? Or? That's uh, my dad. That's your dad. Okay. Mr. Jesse, thank you for showing some love. Wherever you're listening, make sure that you spread the word of Africa Unfocused. This is the place where I get to invite entrepreneurs, professionals, people who are making quite of an impact and help us, who can help us achieve some success. Just some small, small, you know, you know, yeah. We're still listening to uh, Pierre uh, Gill. And yes, his, his real name is Pierre Gill. This is not a, <laughs> an anom- anonymous name. You know, when you don't want nobody to know your real name, like Pierre, Pierre Gill. No, he, that's his name. And um, uh, what he is, he is a senior associate at the Audit and Assurance Department. In summary, it has to do with money. He, he, um, he inspects or makes sure that um, financial accounts 
look good and make sense. That's pretty much exactly right what you do. Uh, he talked earlier a bit about your professional journey, your educational journey, and being 26 and doing so much. Yeah. Um, don't you ever get tired? <laughs> tired is something I don't know. Mm. Like, um, I'm a person, I consider myself to be really determined. Like, I want the best out of life, you know. Mm. Um, I believe, like, life's too short, you know, and, you know, you can't be wasting on unnecessary things. So I just want to, you know take the mo- most out of life you know yeah. and put myself out there got it definitely um and one thing that i uh, i kind of like was we were talking earlier we were all having all kinds of conversation about what you do and kind of uh what other things that we could talk about and i really um i really like how you share that hey you know uh something with us with young people yeah. is that how we spend money is most of the time pretty much a mess exactly <laughs> And um, why do you think that's a mess, actually? Like, do you have any idea where that stems from? Well, let me put it like this. We're living in a world where fashion, you know, impressing other people is uh, priority number one. You know, everyone wants to look fly. Everyone wants to have, like, the latest, you know, red bottoms, all of these new sneakers, you know. And that... It's basically all like controlling our finances, you know. I've mm-hmm. been there, you know, like I had to have like the newest jacket, you know. I can remember <laughs> when um, this jacket, this brand Woolrich came out. Yeah. This D-squared jacket came out. It was like D-squared, there was a, a black jacket called D-squared. You know, it was not nice, but it had a bend, you know, and it was... It wasn't nice. It wasn't... You it, don't think it's nice? Let me put it this way. The first designs that they brought out, you know, they weren't like a nice jacket. They pretty much looked huge. Exactly. And they just was it with the fur huge. and things? And you know, the first <laughs> models of the Woolrich, they were just you know like uh, like a curtain, you know, that was okay, around yeah. you. But it was a brand, you know. If you were walking in these type of things, people would think like, oh, that guy is doing well. So you know, the pressure, the peer pressure, you know, or uh, uh, like you know, controlled my fan finances. Yeah. I felt like I had to also wear. Um, these type of clothing to, you know, be a part of society. To fit in. You know, and, you know, a jacket like that costs seven, eight, nine hundred euros, you know. That's crazy. You know, oh, my gosh. A boy um, at the age of 15, 16 wearing a jacket like that. Yeah. You know, it's something that's like a bit ridiculous, you know. Yeah. And, like not necessary. Yeah. So I think, you know, uh, the most, most of us youth mm-hmm. were people that are still into these kind of things mm-hmm. you know and we don't match our income with our expenses you know yeah you know if you look at these kind type of like clothing it's just you know like the it's, amount that goes with it it's yeah. crazy you still and have that jacket i gave it away actually because <laughs> another thing of about these things is like if you wear it like for a year you can be wearing it it's done and another year you get me like mm-hmm. it's a little bit you know uh, fashion is something that is continuous. Like, you know, every other yeah. day, every other month, you have to have something new. Always changing. You know, so I wasn't feeling it after wearing it, like, for a year. It was done with, you know, to get the Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. He made some statement about um, his life being a marathon mm-hmm. and not a sprint. Most of us youth, we live sprints, you know, short sprints. We don't really think about the long run. Yeah. You know, 
were just into it for a moment, like, oh, I've got to have this to look fly. Yeah. You know, you have some red bottoms that will be out of, like, fashion in yeah. over a month, two months. Yeah. You know, but going to a, a trip, like, let's say, Indonesia or whatever, like, you know, to experience yourself, that's like investing in, you know, like, creativity, you know, experience and mm -hmm. all of these maybe even connections i would call that like a marathon that's a part of your marathon you know investment okay you know so if you i, I call fashion you know unless you're really into the business of creating something yeah 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 i would it. call but most of like the majority i would say 80 percent you know fashion is a sprint you know yeah, and short term it's a short thing term thing you know yeah i would rather you know spend your money on long-term things mm -hmm. you know that will yeah. give you like you know experience yeah you know, even if it doesn't bring you the money it brings you experience yeah and i think that's also something that's yeah good. i agree i agree i think that uh but at the same time for me it was pretty much if i look at myself at 19 i really didn't have a good view of what would make sense on a long term based on the information I was fed, you know, I didn't really have an example of somebody that would say, uh, you know what, your money is going to be needed in some years for this and that business or something, or, you know, um, maybe doing something different or your education, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some would also say that in education, there is also a lack of learning how to go about with your with your money exactly. would, would you agree with that i would agree with it like at a young age you don't really know what to do with money and i think um the misconception that people have is when mm -hmm. they have money and they don't do they don't do anything with it they yeah. think oh this is the wrong way of using my money it's never a wrong way if you just have your money if you have your money, you have your money. But if you have money and you're spending on things because yeah. you think you have money and money is meant for spending, yeah. then you're on the wrong track. Mm -hmm. So for me, at the age of 15, 16, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my money. Yeah. But I will tell you the things that I done, I did with my money. I invested in like going to like the gym. I, I uh, spent on buying, like, for example, a keyboard to you know see myself play the piano or anything like that. That's those are investments. Mm -hmm. You know, not everyone is built to um, you know make investment like you know trade and all of these yeah, kind yeah, of things yeah, yeah, to yeah. you know eventually. It's not always business, or... not always business related, yeah. but like like I said, for example, booking a trip, going somewhere yeah. to like educate yourself. Those are all things I call investments in yourself. So it's yeah. not necessarily only business wise, you know, mm -hmm. and then there are a lot of people, a lot of mm -hmm. youth, you know, when I look at our youth, like, especially in the black community, all of us, like a lot of us, we want businesses. When you ask someone, what do you want to do? Like, I want to have my own business. I want to open this clothing line. I want to open the shoe line, <laughs> Okay, you know, but that's they the don't, ambition. That's the ambition. Okay. But they don't do it. And I asked them, like, why haven't you started? Oh, man, the, cap the capital is not there. And this and that. I'm like, how old are you now? 27, 28. I'm like, haven't you saved anything? Yeah. Like, nah. But you're still living with your parents, right? Yeah. Okay. So what happens with the money? Like, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. how come you haven't spent anything? Yeah. Yeah, I've got... And then they, get, they give you this, you know, classy answers. Yeah, okay. social, uh, like your health insurance, your phone, you know, bills. <laughs> I mean, you're living at your parents' place, but mm -hmm. you're talking about bills and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to, like, brag, you know, or put things out there. But I believe that 
everyone, you know, like a youth. Yeah. Once you reach like the age of 25, you should have at least mm-hmm. a capital amount on your savings, like 10,000 euros. That's a limit. You know, wow. that's something that I set for myself as a young child. Like, yeah. I have to have like 10,000 euros on my bank account when I was yeah. 25, uh, when I when I turned 25. Yeah. And I think like that puts you in a comfortable zone. So with 10,000 euros, you mm-hmm. can do a lot. You can do it a lot if you spend it wisely. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the chances, like, you know, where you can put the money, you can create yeah. something beautiful. But that is interesting. Unfortunately, a lot of the youth today, mm-hmm. you know, we spend, if you buy a, a red bottom of 1K, yeah, <laughs> that's money blown, like, real quick, you Got know. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So, okay, so here in 10K, if I look at myself, like, before 25, I would absolutely have no idea how to get there. Like, basically, the other than to get extra jobs or something. So... My question is, because you kind of have your calculation, is this based on the average person that has a side job or a full-time job? Or is it, is, should this be a goal as to add in all of the things necessary to reach this goal? Not even. Like, I started working at McDonald's when I was about 15 years old. You know, and um, like, let's say full-time during the summer, I would get a roughly 500 euros. You know, yeah. for a month. And yeah. let's say I have it like three months, 1,500 euros set from just the summer, you know, and not yeah. spending it like, you know, there will be like, you know, it will be more over 1,500. Yeah. But that's just three months, you know. And then during okay. working during the, um, like, the year through and stuff, mm-hmm. like by the age of 20, everyone is, you know, uh, like you're not working on the minimum wage anymore. Yeah. So you're earning a lot more. Yeah. I don't think it's hard, you know, being 25 years. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, being able to like save up to 10k it shouldn't take you five years so from the age of 20 that's when your life is like really really serious to 25 you should be like it should be easy to spend 25k but it's you know um comes all together like with your priorities you know you set priorities and then if you set the right priorities you'll be able to spend to save that 25 the 10k okay so uh one question that one would ask is okay 10k uh, within a bit, are you then able to like look good? Because a lot of people then think, okay, can I still look good? Or can I still every now and then buy myself <laughs> a Gucci shoe or whatever? Like, how do you look at that? You should definitely treat yourself and you should definitely look good. But there is a, um, what's it called? A minimum level. So people, when I ask people, like, what's your income? Everyone knows what their income is. But when you ask them what's your expense, no one knows what the expense exactly is because people don't want to, like, acknowledge their expense. They just want to live beyond their expense, live beyond their means, you know. So it comes back to, like, um, you can look good. Like, there's nothing wrong with buying a pair of Gucci sneakers, like, once in, like, three months or in four months. There's nothing wrong with it. But if it becomes a monthly thing, you're not saving anything. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? So that's more the thing okay. that I'm trying to say. I think it's really good to reward yourself. I think if you like something, you see something, I should get it. But okay. also look at the total picture. This is my income and these are my expenses. Can I really afford it? Is it really necessary? I could buy a Nike sneaker instead, you know, and that would make it yeah. a lot more, like, you know, worth. Interesting. Okay. So I know I have it on my, my first period to 25. 
I haven't done it well. <laughs> okay, so um, in in which ways could could some do it? Um, how does this really look in practical ways? Does it look like okay, you getting your uh, payment, you pay your bills, um, and shouldn't your bills be higher? Then how does it go in practical? Should you? Because sometimes saying all of your salary is hard for people. Um, they pay their bills. Yeah. And um, what else is left? Um, I think that it's for a lot of people hard to, after paying their bills, yeah. save money. Yeah. So what would your advice be? Like how much per month should they have left? How Could, could, you, could you give us a picture? So it, I wrote... A little something coming here, just notes like okay. how I manage my money, you okay. know. And I wrote like ten steps, you know, how I manage my money and the right way, okay. you know. The first thing that I did, you know, because I also um, I'm I'm you know, by myself, you know. So you can be spending money recklessly. <laughs> you need to think before you spend your money, yeah. you know. So the first thing that I noticed that I make like uh, what's it called a budget, you know. I call it a budget plan, you know, where I calculate like I. I summarize all of my activities, you know, for a month, you know, and these are like reoccurring activities, you know, like so, like paying your rent, yeah. your phone bills, your uh, like whatever, you know, these are things. I create like a budget, like, oh, this is my income, you know, and I've got this fixed expenses that I have, yeah, you know, and after paying all of these fixed expenses, how much money do I get left? Mm -hmm. Then I go to my second step. I have to understand my expenses, you know. These expenses that I have is fixed expenses. I can't do nothing without it, you know. Like, they're it's fixed. something that they're, you know, it's meant yeah. to, you know. And then I've got other expenses, like going to the movies, going out dinner, going out, I don't know, whatever, you know, doing fun things. Then mm -hmm. I want to understand these expenses. Are they really necessary? Okay. Like, why do I even do these things like mm -hmm. what does it bring to me mm -hmm. like after a day will i still you know acknowledge that i've done this and is it beneficial to me as a person okay so i want to understand these things after i've done that i want to know my mm -hmm. income do i understand my income because you know n knowing your income should also let you know what you like you're not a celebrity so you can be living a celebrity lifestyle <laughs> you know Got it. Excuse me to say, if you're cleaning, you can expect expect to live uh, a Jay Z lifestyle, whatever. Yeah. You know, so putting all of these things together, you know, makes me understand and create mm -hmm. like um, a budget plan for myself, knowing that I also have to put something aside for emergency cases or whatever, and also put something aside for the future. You know, maybe you have children and stuff. Yeah. All of these things, if I summarize it, it yeah. makes me, you know. It, it, it allowed me to like you know save a lot of me mm -hmm. and yeah okay. I am. okay that is a lot to learn I almost felt like taking on my new notebook but then I realized like, okay that's a recap of the show yeah. and <laughs> so okay so it means uh, that planning making your budget so you're first looking at your expenses before you're looking at your income exactly to be correct exactly okay so um, writing all this down um, do you like where do you save it at? Where do you keep keep it? Do you have an app for that? <laughs> I've got like a saving accounts like you do mm -hmm. and I've got just strict rules. This is also um, Like a whole mindset, you know, your baby are saving up for a house, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. I've got 
like a goal. You've got a bank, uh, I've got an ING bank. You know, you can have like a goal set up, you know, for your saving accounts. Mm -hmm. You know, you can even go to the bank and, you know, uh, like talk to them like, hey, this is my goal. Um, I want to save up for a house, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, a down payment for a house. And I want to like save up to 50K in, you know, let's say 10 years, you know, and they'll sit with you and talk to you like, okay, if you really want to do that, mm -hmm. this is the amount of money that you need to put aside every month, you know, and okay. we can make it happen for you mm -hmm. and we can even help you a step further as in like you bring the amount of the mm -hmm. like let's say if it's 500 euros mm -hmm. when you get your salary the um, amount gets transferred automatically to a savings account and you're yeah. not allowed to touch it you can't withdraw that uh, that money yeah. you know if you have like strict savings like that or a strict savings policy like that mm -hmm. i think it would be really really easy a lot of us we don't reach or we don't have enough savings because we tend to like a little, you know, when you when you're in a little bit of distress, yeah, you go to your savings. Oh, I need to do this. When True. someone's going out to holidays, ah, uh, Ghana, Babasso, December, I have to go, <laughs> but I don't have money. I have some money in my savings, and then you feel peer pressure. But if you have these kind of policies, my bank, I don't, you don't have the money because the money is with the bank. Yeah, you don't have money, so you can't go anywhere. You know, so if you have a policy like that, I think it helps you a lot. Okay. So, in other words, you can contact your bank to help you with that exactly. uh, private planning and all things. So, this 10K rule, uh, rule uh, within how many years should this be achieved by someone? I would say before you're 25, you should have. And I'm, 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 I'm like, it's not something to put out there that, um, you know, to... Um, make someone feel bad about themselves you know yeah. we're all still you know we're yeah. learning and stuff and not if you're press try 27 <laughs> <laughs> try 27 it's never too like you know you know the thing is when you pass 10k mm -hmm. you know what feeling it brings tell me it brings an, a feeling of enjoyment like i want more 10k okay. wasn't hard you know okay it's it's basically when you achieve something you know the road of getting there mm -hmm. seems tough but afterwards you feel this mm -hmm. was actually really like it was it wasn't that hard at all yeah you know it's the same like when i did like my hobby or my thing ah this is really hard this is really hard and then you reflect and you're like yeah. it wasn't really the hard yeah. you know so i think if you get there try you know compete <laughs> with other people you know there's a lot of peers out there who's do, who are doing that you know and i would say i don't want to like, uh, bring like differences between people but a lot of like the dutch people they do that why can't do it but our no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't believe they're greedy, but they've got the right priority. I would say. Okay. They've got the Fair priority enough. straight. You know, they don't want to walk, walk in the latest fashion. You Fair know, enough. they feel like, oh, there's more to it. I want to have real estate to my name. I want to have, mm. you know, something that really matters. Then, you know, they they tend to go for the marathon as we tend to go for the sprints and stuff. So I think the 10K rule. Let's put it in there into our community. Have 10K by 25. By 25. 25. And yeah. so for people that have uh, gone beyond 25, is it a period of three years or? Uh, I would say three within three years, but that would be that would mean that you have to like drastically like change your whole life, you know, oh, your for style. All the ones. For the older ones. Because basically, I would imagine if you're past 25 and you haven't had the 10K yeah. by then, you're living 
a lifestyle that doesn't allow you to get the 10k okay so if you pass 25 and you don't have a 10k i don't yeah. assume that you'll have it by 27 okay or 28 okay. yeah so i would say start now i believe okay. that you should have the 10k mm -hmm. in four years can easily reach the 10k maximum maximum minimum i'll minimum. put it yeah uh oh yeah yeah got it yeah. <laughs> okay that is fair enough. So, um, so other people, what I also think is that uh, while we fail to save money, that we fail to kind of recognize where the savings are for. You know what I mean? Because um, young people in general kind of live for the moment of now. Yeah. And um, and we're kind of, because looking at myself um, five years back, um, you kind of, you're kind of not aware as for of the what ifs or what you were needing your savings for other than, okay, if I'm to go on a vacation or if I would like to move out or something like that. But that's pretty much it. I feel like we have a good idea of where the budget is for. So let's say once we reach 10K, which conditions, which conditions can you touch it, you know, so that we could kind of have some boundaries for ourselves? Well, even if it's not for like, you know, um, something you would say like you'll have money for like mm -hmm. a house or something, just, mm -hmm. The feeling that you have 10k that should be sufficient the enough feeling, the feeling that you have 10k should be you know already sufficient enough yeah. but i will say like every person has this um wants to have like um a safe feeling you know mm -hmm. like no one knows the future you know everyone has wants to have like a safe feeling like oh if tomorrow this happens i can still rely on this yeah. and i think i feel like even if you don't set a budget for like a like a house or something like mm -hmm. you should still have uh, a budget like a, uh, a, a like a money stored away for you know um how do i call it unforeseen circumstances you know yeah and I, I wouldn't want to bring this up but like for example when someone passes you know do you yeah. know how much that costs yeah like that's like 8k or something you don't have 8k living like no the average person don't yeah. have like 8k just lying there around, you know. Yeah. I would just say have the 10k for unforeseen circumstances. For yourself, for, for yourself. your close ones or exactly. anything. Feeling of finally having 10k in your bank account. I like that. I know I have work to do, uh, especially because I I spend like immeasurably, and I could I could use of that. So even this conversation alone um, kind of helped me get a grip <laughs> of things. And really urge me to sit down and to kind of refocus uh, again. Um, we're almost ending our uh, interview. Time flies. I would really like to know, like, what are the main piece of advice that you give to young people uh, with regards to managing your money? I would say, um, you know, little type, little um, drops of water makes a mighty ocean. Like, you know, it doesn't merit if you're saving up to like 100 euros 10 50 euros a month you know it's a start you know it's bringing you somewhere you know so my piece of advice would be sometimes you feel like oh the money i have isn't enough you know yeah. to become something like a big um, amount of money yeah that's a lie and I, I think deep within yourself you also know you just want to spend the money but yeah. you know starting there like the little things you know you don't have to go out every week you know and spend a hundred euros on like you know drinks or you know eating out and stuff <laughs> you know yeah. it starts also, also with you know those type of things imagine like if you're spending every morning you know 
those type of like you know high class women I would call okay. going to the Starbucks I don't know if you go to Starbucks I don't want to offend anyone you know the overtime coffee is not too bad because so I'm on that exactly but a lot of people those <laughs> Just go to the Starbucks because I know when I uh, was uh, still at Habio, people went to like no, that's the too Starbucks much. <laughs> just for having the cup, you know, just yeah. to walk around with it. To four euros. For four euros, you know, but that's spending like 14 euros a year, you know, if you're doing that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it starts, it starts with all of these little things, you know, make smart decisions. You don't need to go. To Starbucks, you know, you don't have to yeah. eat out all the times, you know. Just do stick to the basics, you know. Sometimes sticking yeah. to the basic isn't weird and can be helpful, mm-hmm. you know. So my piece of advice would be, you know, little drops of water makes a big ocean. Got it. Start small and you'll end up big. Got it. Uh, and so how could people keep up with their knowledge when it comes to um, managing their money? Is there like a certain podcast that you listen to or is this somewhere? Do you have something like that where they could run to? I would say, um, yeah, invest time in like studies, you know, invest, invest time in like knowing what the world has to offer. I think if you have these principles or you have this like visions of what the world is and what the world has to offer for you you would more you would be more careful careful in how you spend money i think that's also the the the, the main reason why we as you just spend our money recklessly because we don't know what the world has to offer what chances there are yeah. like for example i know for myself i set a goal oh i want to do this i want to invest my money in this yeah so i need this type of capital so i have a vision i have a dream and i know that every penny that leaves my savings yeah is a penny that is basically drawing me away from my goal mm-hmm. now i don't want to do that and if you don't have the goal you'll just be spending money recklessly. you will never get there and then the 10k rule it doesn't even matter to you. It will be out of the window. It will be out of the window. <laughs> so set a goal for yourself. Invest, you know, yourself. I don't think that anyone comes into this world wanting to be a loser, wanting to feel like, no, you know, everyone wants not. to have the best in life, even if you want to have like a music career, because that's what they, most of you will uh, want nowadays, you know. Equipment's not free, you know. It's not. <laughs> you know, buying it's CDs, expensive. you know, getting someone to mix your songs and stuff, it's not free, you know. It's not, that's no. a goal within itself. And you need money for that. Yeah. So start. That's your goal. If if someone didn't tell you that that was your goal, I'm telling you now. Mm-hmm. It's a goal for you. Yeah. So set aside money so that you can really invest in your goal. I love that. On that note, we have about reached the end of Africa Unfocused Money Talk. And I think that um, considering you know a lot about money, it wouldn't be too bad to have you on the show a couple of times per year <laughs> to talk on, you know, financial management, uh, managing things personally. Um, do you have any last shout outs? Shout out to my mom, Auntie Juliet, to my dad, William Jesse. Um, shout out to my brothers and sisters, the Seven Day Adventist Kenya Church. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my twin. Shout out to my bigger brother. Shout out to my sister. Shout out to the whole world. Shout out to the world. I-